Team 2 Reality Entertainment presents the Think Tank Podcast. Starring your host, he's a podcaster, photographer, filmographer, writer, conspiracy fascist, entrepreneur, explorer, color commentator, picky eater, beer ninja, secret agent, and the world's most influential humanoid, he is Ryan the Area Man. And now, coming to you pre-recorded from the very secretive D2R Studios, deep undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and Nuclear Bomb Tested and Approved Doomsday Bunker, here is Ryan the Area Man! What is up, everybody? I'm Ryan the Area Man. This is the Think Tank Podcast. Thanks for clicking the download button, subscribing, however you got to this uh, podcast. We appreciate it. Continue doing it. Tell all your friends and family and people you don't even like. Just tell them. Check this shit out, and they might learn something. Or at least have their mind opened to something that they never thought they could possibly even uh, consider. Which... I'm going to have to ask all of you to do for today's episode because this is one of those episodes where, not that we haven't done crazy shit in the past, but this is one of those episodes where you really got to take a a leap of faith. Not saying you got to believe. A leap of faith in that you got to open that mind because of two words. What if? It may be 100% pure bullshit. But, what if it was true? That's that's all I want you to... I want you to remember that right there. What if what we talk about today is true? I'm not saying you got to believe it. I'm just saying I want you to ask that question. Have an open mind. I'm going to really stress that because... Neither one of us, Dave and I, are like 100% sold on this. Well, maybe I, I shouldn't really speak for Dave. But after having the conversation that we had that you'll hear in just a few minutes, I don't think we're like 100% this is our religion now. Uh, but it is fascinating, the, the stuff that we kind of uncover. Now, keep in mind, this is a... This topic is something that we can go way deep into, and and we barely scratch the surface today. Like you're gonna get a lot of information, but it's you're just barely scratching the surface on this. So just go into it with an open mind, and when it's all said and done, ponder the question: What if it's true? What if? That's it. Just ponder it. Um. So yeah. Today, the inner earth, it's, I don't know if you call it a conspiracy, a theory, or whatever it is. And then uh, we briefly, right at the end, kind of set it up right at the beginning that we're going to talk about the inner earth and the flat earth. It's basically the entire episode's about the inner earth. Right at the very end, um, 
do just a tiny, tiny bit on the flat earth, which we'll do flat earth uh, another time. Uh, both of these topics are very in-depth to present all the things, that, that I don't want to call them facts, because there's you don't can't really prove any of them, but... Um, well, maybe you can see. I don't know. Like this is these. We just barely scratch the surface, but it's it's interesting to talk, to talk about and ponder and consider. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll definitely go deeper into the inner Earth on another episode beyond today, and we'll go deeper into flat Earth as well. But uh, that's pretty much like the setup. Um, we can talk about more on the back end. Um, yeah, real quick, go to thearyaman.com, click the sponsor tab, then the Amazon banner, buy whatever you want, Amazon kicks us back just a little bit, uh, we thank you for your support, this is a free podcast, so any, uh, any help you can give, it's not like you're giving us cash, and it's going up our nose, you're, you're getting something, whatever it is you, you went to Amazon for, uh, you're, you're still getting that item, and it's not costing you anything extra. All you're doing is taking an extra 10 seconds to uh, type in the com, clicking the sponsor tab, and then the Amazon banner, and then proceeding like you normally would. So it's very simple. It's uh, it's 10 seconds. We give you uh, hours and hours of content every week. So it's the least you could do. And uh, we appreciate it. Also, phoenixbeardoils.com go there learn about why you should be using the beard oils um, and uh, all the cool stuff about beard oils then when you decide that hey I'm going to buy something off this uh, off this fancy dancy website go to the go to the, go checking out when you're about to check out sorry uh, enter the promo code D2R the letter D the number 2 the letter R you're going to get 10% off the entire order and they're going to throw in a free sample for you. You can't beat it. Why would you not enter D2R during checkout? It makes absolutely no sense. So, go do those things. It's time for the episode. Let's take a trip to the inner earth. What's up, Dave? Yo, 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 what it is, brother? What it is? What it is? What it look like? What it be like? Is, uh... What it feel like? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and blow your mind a little bit. You gonna blow me? I'm not gonna blow, I'm not gonna blow you, I'm gonna oh, blow your mind. Oh, oh sorry, I was... I'm gonna blow your mind so I much we don't even, we don't even have time to do our normal five minute bullshit talk getting into it. We just gotta get the fuck into it. I'm ready to blow. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, here comes a full load. <laughs> okay, so now, Dave, in right. in uh, the amount of time you've known me, 
couple years. I bring up weird shit. <laughs> no. Sometimes. And maybe once or twice. You're like a day. pretty open-minded, though. Dude, I'm all this. I'm open as a my ex-wife, basically. That's a pretty fucking open gunch right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no offense to your to me, no f- none, fucker, none taking. No, none I was taking. gonna say no offense to her. Oh, who gives a fuck? You know, I know you don't give a yeah, fuck. Who gives a fuck? Okay. Anyways, fuck that shit. Yeah. So, I've mentioned in the past the flat Earth theory. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, 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 you and, did. And then mm-hmm. in a recent, I believe it was last week, even. I mentioned the inner earth. Yeah, dude, I'm like tripping balls on that one. I wanna, and I and so, go. like, you know, we left for a week. You yeah, can- I ordered that book, actually. Both books, the flat right. earth one and, and the one on the inner earth. They haven't come yet, but. Right. Uh, and, and now we're back here in studio uh-huh, a uh-huh. week later, and I'm like, all right, let's, like, without reading the books, let's just kind of briefly touch. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the basics, or, or what? Let's, like, let's con- get the first base on these bitches. Then we'll read these books and come back later on and do like a full blown thing on flat right. and a full blown thing on inner. Yeah. Okay. So right now everybody's like, "What the fuck are you idiots talking about now?" <laughs> you said inner. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how else would you describe it? Yeah. No, let's just rock the show. So, inner first. Everybody's fucking like these fucking maniacs. Come on, it's it's a fucking ball that's flying in through space, and I. You may be correct on that for the inner, yep. but you may be incorrect on that if it's flat. What we're saying, what I want, I just want to preface all this is, this is there's real no real proof of any of this, but we want to open your mind so you can you can you can that believe is. that the Earth is a ball floating in space. Going however many miles an hour, just and and with the, the moon and, and all this shit, okay. But what if? Open your mind, people. Don't close out. Open your mind. These are crazy possibilities that just might be true. Okay. These theories. What do you want to start with? You want to start with inner? Dude, I want to go flat? inner. I want right, to go let's inner. Let's go inner. It's, it's right there in front of me. Right. I've been I've been sweating balls about this for a week. Yeah. I want to know. Okay, so what we're looking at is, um. Let's see, it's uh, the biggest... I'll just read a little bit here. The biggest cover-up of all time is the fact that there is a civilization of people living in the center of Earth whose civilization's name is known as Agartha. This may be hard for some of you to believe. I know it was for me at first. However, I now have an absolute knowingness of the truth of this. This is uh, written by Dr. Joshua David Stone. I was just going to say that. Just so that we're reference is not me writing this. Mm-hmm. Um... Man, like, uh, I, I'd like to just read this whole thing, because, I don't know, but I don't think I'm the greatest reader. Um, I could throw down some if you want. Let's, without reading it, let's just describe the picture we're looking at, first of all. all right. So, it's basically, it's a circle, it's kind of like the Earth, there's the outer crust, but then in the inside, there's Agartha, and it's some sort of, like, looks like a, it's a green land mass, there's a mm-hmm. central sun... There's oceans within the clouds, inner earth, clouds. It, it basically, its own ecosystem. Now, what I find most fascinating, and I've heard lots of stories about this. Now, without the whole thing of drones and all this shit, you can't get down to Antarctica unless you're a scientist, correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you can get on a fucking Southwest flight and they're flying your ass to Antarctica. You can't get on any airline and just fly to Antarctica. 
You also can't easily get to the North Pole. But it's even harder to get to Antarctica. Now, keep that in mind because Antarctica is going to play a big role when we get to the flat Earth part. Okay. Okay? Okay. So, for the inner Earth part, now this map, they've got at the what would be the North Pole, it appears as though there's an opening, almost like a vagina. Mm-hmm. And then at the bottom, there's also an opening. Um, now, there's... So... Let's let's give so people if they want to if they're sitting at the the computer while they listen to this let's give them the website. Yeah. It's www.thenewearth.org/innerearth.html. Very easy. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're there, you're looking at the exact same picture. Um, I highly recommend going to this picture as we talk about it. Right yeah, because it's going to help describe what we'll do our best. So, if you see it. it there's like the North Pole there supposedly there's like an entrance to the inner earth from the North Pole and there's an entrance to the inner earth from the South Pole a small entrance too. small entrance small at the entrance. South Pole bigger entrance at the North Pole um and then like throughout different points on the what we would know as the outer earth or what we know as earth like the, the crust that we live on there's a bunch of a bunch of tunnels, supposedly, that lead into the inner earth, besides the two other entrances. There's the Mount Epambo in Italy. I'm assuming that's some sort of mountain, because mm-hmm. it's a mountain. There's a, the Pyramid of Giza leads down into it. Uh, it says King, King Solomon's King Mines. Solomon's Mines. Yep. Uh, there's uh, the, the Darrow Caves. Um... It's got a little thing saying the center of gravity is 400 miles down. I'm not quite sure. I think this is where we need to like read more into this. Yeah. Uh, but then on the other side, let's see. Let's go back up to the top. It says uh, the height of atmosphere is 200 miles. There's the Kentucky Mammoth Caves. And I've at least been in now. those. The Kentucky Mammoth yeah. Caves. Yeah. They don't let you go very far in them. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like, what's that other one? Right. Down there from Kentucky Mammoth Cave, that next thing down, uh, Mahab? It looks like. Is that? Manaub? M A N A U B, maybe? Wish I could. Zoom in or something, but yeah, it's got to be something like that, Manaub. And then there's the, the, the Mato Grasso down in like Brazil, and then the Iguazu Falls. Mm-hmm. So all these are supposedly like from these specific locations, you can get to the inner earth. Now, there's like. These, the, this inner crust, there's uh, mountains within the inner earth that are higher than the mountains on outer earth. Uh, it's, it's fucking crazy. It's, it is. Oh, and it shows that um, Pyramid of Giza and I think Mount Apemo Atali are man-made tunnels. Yeah, it shows that no, it doesn't I, say that on any other one. So I, I don't think know they're, they're all man-made, aren't they? Are they? I don't know. It, it's weird because it only points to those two. I don't know. We'd have to, like you said, read read into it more. But let's see. Um, and it says "Land of Advanced Races." Yeah, and that's Agartha, the Land of Advanced Races. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a city of Sh- Shambhala, or whatever. Um, what's it? What's that say? Right there, I have a hard time fucking reading that. It's like real space, base, spaceship base, 
to to and from other, other galaxies. galaxies. Yeah. Okay. Um, There's but, a forest too. Like we don't fly over the North Pole. So, like, if you were gonna go from, say, Minnesota, and you're flying to, once again, we need the fucking globe. Yeah. Um, to Russia. Instead of going around the Earth at a as a like parallel huh? horizon type yeah. thing, yeah. it'd be easier to literally fly right over top. Yeah. But we don't do that. It's it's a it's a less of a it would be less time. It would be a quicker flight. But we don't do that. They avoid the North Pole. They avoid South Pole. I mean, it almost wouldn't make sense to go South Pole. But it's interesting that. You you don't fly over the North or South Pole. They're very hard to get to, and could it be because there's these entrances into an inner Earth? It could be. Is the ruling elite, this Illuminati, inside? Like, completely protected from nuclear fucking, all this shit. You could control everything on the outer from the inner. Yeah, absolutely. You're more protected inside than you would be outside. Yeah, because look at how many layers they are. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's thousands of feet, I would say. I mean, how what's the bullshit uh, thickness of our Earth from, like, one crust if you went straight through to the other, to the other side of the Earth? I mean, it's got to be thousands of miles, I bet. 8,000 miles. Smart than that. Well, look at the map. The map there. Eight thousand is the most, and it's about the oh, same yeah. distance. That's, I guess it is scale in miles. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. W- with that diagram, so they're saying it's like a thousand miles. It's a thousand miles to the inner Earth. So you'd have to go a thousand miles. So that's just to the edge of it. If you go to the center of it, you're yeah. looking at like four thousand miles. Right. Right. So let's say. So, so what is that drive time from? From where we are here, basically Chicago, what's a thousand miles away driving wise? Would you have an, an Miami? Guess? Miami. So from Maybe. here to from know. here to Miami, if but if you went from so instead of staying on the crust, you went straight into fucking Earth. That's how far you'd have to go before you'd even get to like the edge right. of the inner Earth. Now, right now, people are like, right, "Come on, what the fuck are you talking about? This is impossible. It's not logical." What if it is, dude? I'm I'm totally on the what if, man. I actually want to gotta go back to Kentucky and spend time. Well, that's going crazy because we aren't that far from Kentucky where you could actually access these caves. Yeah. Although the Manub looks like a smaller tunnel. The the Manub. Yeah. In the Mount Epomeo, Epomeo. Yeah. In Italy, seemed like they might be the shortest. But I like I like way in the Kentucky Mammoth because there's two options you could go, but both I of them them I get fucking confusing though. Yeah, but it lands on the land. You actually come out on land on, on both, both of them. Sides. The other ones, the other ones all land on water. Well, lakes and whatnot. Uh, King Solomon's Mines, around and the Darrow Caves. Oh yeah, those two. But also. see, the Darrow those Caves coming into mountains, don't though. really go to though. Like that's assuming this diagram is exactly what it is. You know what I mean? It's I don't know. So what they're saying is the center of gravity is 400 miles down. So is that the center of gravity all the way around the Earth? I think so, yeah. And then how how did this... 
Man, there's so many questions I have. So what's this blue shit on the... Plastic basalt. Okay. Where so, the fuck plastic so, basalt is. What is? And then there's basalt, then there's granite, and the, oh, so, it's, so it's basically our outer crust is sediment. Yeah. Just beneath that it's granite. Then it's basalt. And then it's plastic basalt. Yeah, and then it goes back to basalt and again. And then it kind of goes back out the exact same way. To, so it's sediment, granite, basalt, plastic basalt, basalt, granite, sediment, and earth. Yeah. That's your fucking, that, that's the thousand miles of crust. Yep. So it kind of looks like there's a little less than 500 miles of sediment, granite, and basalt. The then there's probably, there's, there's probably, I'd say, make 200 miles of that, those three things. Then it gets into about 200 miles of, well. Almost need a ruler to really measure it out. Yeah. Well, you're looking at 400 miles in the middle there. So it's probably 800 miles, but not a, not 1,000 from front to back. You see right there by the ocean. Yeah. So, 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 so baby four, is, and then four, and then another 200 to get to the, just the edge there. Yeah. And this is all based on this picture. Right, right. We haven't read the book. We haven't read the article. We haven't read nothing other than that. So let's, maybe let's skim down. I feel like we're going to really fucking... Uh, hack job this shit up until we actually... Right, let's go with that. The first public scientific evidence occurred in 1947 when Rear Admiral Richard E. Byrd of the United States Navy flew directly to the North Pole and instead of going over the pole, actually entered the inner Earth. And I've heard this. In before. his diary, I've never heard of it. In his diary, with other witnesses, he tells of entering the hollow interior of the Earth and traveling 1,700 miles over mountains, lakes, rivers, green vegetation, and animal life. He tells of seeing monstrous animals resembling the mammoth of antiqui antiquity moving through the underbrush. He eventually found cities and a thriving civilization. His plane was finally greeted by flying machines, the type he had never seen before. They escorted him to a safe landing place, and he was graciously greeted by emissaries from Agartha. After resting, he and his crew were taken to meet the ruler of Agartha. They told him that they, he had been allowed to enter Agartha because of his high moral and ethical character. They went on to say that Ever since the United States had dropped atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, they had been very concerned for their own safety and survival. They had decided that it was time to make greater contact with the outside world to make sure we didn't destroy this planet and their civilization within it. They had been allowed in for this express purpose as a way of making contact with someone they trusted. To make a long story short, Admiral Byrd and his crew, upon their visit, were guided by their hosts and their plane back to the outer world, and their lives were changed forever. So, the aliens that we hear about uh -huh. are actually within our own Earth, not necessarily from another planet. They're right. with, from within our own planet. Think about that now. The, the, the possibility, regardless of how crazy it may sound, what if it's true? Just, just hypothetically, what if that's true? What if this guy's true? Holy shit. I don't mean to cut you off, but I just read the next paragraph. Did you read that? Go ahead. Read it. The American press announced Admiral Byrd's discovery. However, it was immediately su suppressed by our good friends, the secret government. Ray Palmer, the editor of Flying Saucer Magazine, did a detailed story on Admiral Byrd's discoveries. The United States government either bought, stole, or destroyed almost every copy, and then destroyed the plates at the printing press. And why would they do that? Because they're trying to cover shit up. 
Yeah. But 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 that's the thing. If it's not, if it's complete and utter bullshit, why would you, why would you go to those lengths? Unless it was true. Think about it. The people that not to go completely off topic, but the the they have there's people that have uh, uh, built uh, cars that run on water, and the government buys up those patents. And guess what doesn't get made? Yep. Cars that run on shit that's fucking free. Yeah. That we now buy in... Fucking bottles. Bottles. <laughs> they got us to buy bottles of something that's free. Yeah. That's in fucking sane. So, they'll go to whatever lengths... Yep, to cover shit up. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I do want to go back up. In January 1956, Admiral Byrd led another expedition to the Antarctic and or the South Pole. In this expedition, he and his crew penetrated for 2,300 miles into the center of Earth again. Admiral Byrd states that the North and South Pole are actually two of many openings to the center of Earth. I can't but help think about Jules Verne's famous science fiction book, Journey to the Center of the Earth, which many of you may have read or watched the movie version. Uh, <laughs> Watch the movie version movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Admiral Byrd also states inner Earth has an inner sun. Admiral Byrd's theory is that the poles of the Earth are convex rather than concave. Ships and planes can actually fly or drive right in. Um, now, to continue, like, then it's the paragraph you just read about mm. them destroying. I have been told that the exact same thing happened in respect to an article done on Admiral Byrd's discovery by the National Geographic. The magazine was released, and the U.S. government gobbled up almost every issue. If the story wasn't true, how come the government was so uptight? Mm-hmm. Another interesting fact is that the United States government does not let planes fly over the poles. All flights are directed to go around the poles, and any airline pilot flying in these areas will tell you this. Another interesting phenomenon is the fact that the icebergs are composed of fresh water and not salt water that drift from the poles. Another interesting fact is why it is, why it is warmer near the poles than it is 600 to 1,000 miles away from it. Think about that now for a second. When it'd be quicker to fly over the poles to get to certain locations, mm-hmm. why would you go a longer route to get there? Unless they don't want you to see something. They don't want you to see that there's an opening right there to go to the inner Earth to find the other planet. Uh, or not the other crazy. planet, but the other colony. Here's the book that you ordered, Dave. In Dr. Raymond Bernard's book called The Hollow Earth, he tells of a man who confirmed Admiral Byrd's story. Dr. Nephi Cotton of Los Angeles reported that one of his patients, a man of Nordic descent, told him the following story. I live near the Arctic Circle in Norway. One summer, my friend and I made up our minds to take a boat trip together and go as far as we could into the North Country. So we put a month's worth of food provisions in a small fishing boat and set to sea. At the end of one month, we had traveled far into the North, beyond the Pole, and into a strange new country. We were much astonished at the weather there. Warm, and at times at night, it was almost too warm to sleep. Then we saw something so strange that we were both astonished. Ahead of the warm open sea, we were on what looked like a great mountain. Into that mountain, uh, at a certain point, the ocean seemed to be emptying. Mystified, we continued in that direction and found ourselves sailing into a vast canyon leading into the interior of the earth. We kept sailing, and then we saw what surprised us, a sun shining inside the earth. The ocean that had carry us, carried us into the hollow interior of the earth gradually became a river. This river led, as we came to realize later, although 
all through the inner surface of the world from one end to the other. It can take you, if you follow it long enough, from the North Pole clear through to the South Pole. And we're talking 8,000 miles. Yeah. So longer than it would be to drive across the United States, mm-hmm. basically. Um, we saw that the inner surface of the Earth was divided, as the other one is, into both land and water. There's plenty of sunshine, and both animal and veg- vegetable life abounds there. We sailed further and further into this fantastic country, fantastic because everything was huge in size as compared with things on the outside. Plants are big, trees gigantic, and finally we came to giants. They were dwelling in homes and towns just as we do on the Earth's surface, and they used a type of electrical conveyance like a monorail car to transport people. It ran along the river's edge from town to town. Now, remember a handful of think tanks ago, um, I mentioned how the Smithsonian... Uh, the museum and all that is covering up um, giants like the bones that were found yeah. back in like the 1800s and yeah. shit. They they were finding these bones of what would have been giant human beings, mm-hmm. and the Smithsonian took took them all, and then took them out to the ocean and dumped them. Yeah, I remember you saying because they didn't. Why would you do that if if you're finding human fucking bones of gigant humans people. that are in, like giants like bigger than like Andre the Giant we're talking like 12 14 50 feet who knows yeah these giant fucking humans why wouldn't that be on display somewhere mm-hmm. well, that's part of that history they don't want you to know about right or an inner earth they don't want you to know about giants okay um Several of the inner earth inhabitants, huge giants, detected our boat on the river and were quite amazed. They were, however, quite friendly. We were invited to dine with them in their homes, and, and so my companion and I separated, he going with one giant to that giant's home, and I going with another giant to his home. My gigantic friend brought me home to his family, and I was completely dismayed to see the huge size of all the objects in his home. The dinner table was colossal. A plate was put before me with, and filled with a portion of food so big it would have fed me abundantly an entire week. Jesus. The giant offered me a cluster of grapes, and each grape was as big as one of our peaches. That's a big-ass fucking grape. Yeah, it is. I tasted one and found it far sweeter than any I'd ever tasted outside. In the interior of Earth, all the fruits and vegetables taste far better and more flavorsome than those we have on the outer surface of Earth. We stayed with the giants for one year, enjoying their companionships as much as they enjoyed knowing us. We observed many strange and unusual things during our visit with these remarkable people, and we were continually amazed at their scientific progress and inventions. All this time, they were never unfriendly to us, and we were allowed to return to our home in the same manner in which we came. In fact, they courteously offered their protection if we should need it for their for the return voyage. Wow. So that's that's one account. There's a, another account. Um, I don't know if I'll read that one. We'll kind of... Let's see. Um, um, basically, it's a... It's a Norse father and his son who were in their small fishing boat. They attempted to find the land beyond the north wind which they had heard about. A windstorm apparently carried them through the polar opening into the hollow interior of the Earth. Uh, the book was published in 1908, no, eight, 
1908. Jesus Christ. Uh, it tells of the son's experiences. They apparently spent two years there, and upon returning through the s- South Polar opening, the father lost his life when an iceberg broke in, in two and destroyed the boat. The son was rescued and told his incredible story. It says he was placed in prison for the insane because no one would believe him. After being released and spending 26 years as a fisherman, he moved to the United States. In his 90s, he befriended Willis George Emerson and told him his story. On his deathbed, he also gave him maps that he had made of the interior of Earth and the manuscript of his experiences. The book, The Smoky God, tells of his experiences. You might need to get that one too, Dave. I already wrote it down. Sweet. Um, in the book, he said that the people live from 400 to 800 years and are highly advanced Holy in science. Shit. Now, real quick, I don't know what your religion beliefs are, but in the Bible... Yeah, it talks about in the Old Testament how people were living to like four, five, six, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred years in no, the Bible. I don't remember that. Oh. Well, it does. I'll take your word for it. They talk about it. it. It's only in the Old Testament because supposedly after whatever shit went down, like in the New Testament now, people, like it says that no one will live beyond 120 years old at some point in there. Um, but I wonder if there's some correlation Four to eight hundred years old, you know, maybe this whole like God factor is actually someone from within. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, there That's could be some connection there. Uh, they can transmit their thoughts from one to another by certain types of radiations and have sources of power greater than our electricity. It's all tele- tele- telepathic. Yeah. They are creators of flying saucers, which are operated by this superior power drawn from the electromagnetism of the atmosphere. They are 12 or more feet in stature. Those are pretty big fucking people. I wonder if they speak English. They must have, because they communicated. What you, but, you could, but they're not saying they communicated verbally. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? Um, and you also hear about these people whenever they... Like, they get these, like, when they say they've been abducted, they aren't actually speaking. It's like the person that's abducted them is right. in their mind. Yeah. It's, that's, this is from fucking 1908 that somebody wrote this shit. Long before we ever heard of fucking UFOs and telepathic communication. Right. That's a, a weird thing, like... Yeah. One other interesting side note is that in 1942, Nazi Germany sent out an expedition composed of some of its leading scientists in an attempt to find an entrance to the hollow earth. Goring, Himmler, and Hitler enthusiastically endorsed the project. The Fuhrer was convinced that the earth was concave and that man lived on the inside of the globe. In the hollow earth, Raymond Bernard also tells of a photograph published in 1960 in the Toronto, Canada Globe and Mail which shows a beautiful valley with lush green hills. An aviator claimed that the picture had been taken from his airplane as he flew beyond the North Pole. Interesting. What if you could find that picture? Let's see. Real quick, let me just go to Google. I'll put in 1960... Toronto, Canada, Globe and Mail. Inner. Oh, there's a, there's a, it's a 1960 photo of Inner Earth. Photo of Inner Earth. So, go Google... Oh, shit, what did I hit? You hit news. Mm -hmm. My bad. I'm guessing this is it, the first one that pops up. 
Hmm. I don't know. What are some of these other pictures? Are they fake? That's fake. That one looks fake. That one looks That's fake. That's fake. That one's... That one's questionable. Yeah. That... Looks fake? Yeah, that's fake. Because look at how pixelated the outside of this is. Yeah. That's fake. That one looks real. Yeah, but it could be anywhere. Yeah. That's fake. That's fake. That's a... So, I'm guessing it's just that one? This land what? The land without horizon is what it says... Oh, that one could be photoshopped. The thing is, you can Photoshop anything. Anything, yeah, now. yeah. But, and that's the other thing. When you see from space, you never see the top of the Earth or the bottom. I don't ever have anything fucking, any satellites taking pictures down there. It's always from the side. Yeah. Why? You ever, you ever notice that? Yeah. Like, look at the other, these two pictures here. Of the north, of that. So let's say in the uh, the entrances at the north and south are fourteen hundred miles wide. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and then it's, it's almost three thousand miles. Yeah, and the inner sun is eight hundred miles wide. I mean, these are if you're thinking about this, this is these are massive fucking numbers. That's in fucking Spanish. Let's see. Mm-hmm. What's this say? Same thing we just looked at in yeah. different colors. I'm trying to see if there's anything. Yeah, see, that's what we're told to believe right there. So, yeah, the, the it's there's a continental crush, uh, crush, crust, oceanic crust, lithosphere, asthenosphere then there's the mantle the outer core and the outer core core and the inner core yeah that's what we're led to believe yeah let's see all this shit it's it'd be nice if it was a little easier to read okay let's go back to the thing um uh, let's see here Do you want to, should I read a little bit of this from Richard Bird's diary? Sure. The exploration flight over the North Pole. This is, uh, this is, it's his, his secret diary. I must write this diary in secrecy and obscurity. It concerns my Arctic flight of the 19th day of February in the year of 1947. There comes a time when the rationality of men must fade into insignificance and one must accept the inevitability of the truth. I am not at liberty to disclose the following documentation at this writing. Perhaps it shall never see the light of public scrutiny. But I must do my duty and record here for all to read one day. In a world of greed and exploitation, of certain of mankind can no longer suppress that which is truth. Flight Log, Base Camp Arctic, 2-19-1947. 600 hours. Oh, 600 hours. All preparations are complete for our flight northward, and we are airborne with full fuel tanks at uh, 0610 hours. At 620 hours. Fuel mixture on starboard engine seems too rich. Adjustment made, and Pratt and Whitney's are running smoothly. Uh, 
7.30 hours, radio check with base camp, all is well and radio reception is normal. 7.40 hours, n- note slight oil leak on starboard engine, oil pressure indicator seems normal. Let's see, do I really want to read all of no, these? skip through. It's just basically updates, let's see. Uh, let's go to 9.10 hours, vast ice and snow below, note color- color- coloration, why the fuck am I having such a hard time reading, of yellowish nature and disperse in a linear pattern, altering course for a better examination of this color pattern below. Note reddish or purple color also. Circle this area two full turns and return to assigned compass heading. Position check made again to base camp and relay information concerning colorations in the ice and snow below. That's odd. Mm-hmm. Um, another note at the exact same time. Both magnetic and gyro compasses beginning to gyrate and wobble. We are unable to hold our heading by instrumentation. Take bearing with sun compass, yet all seems well. The controls are seemingly slow to respond and have sluggish quality, but there is no indication of icing. At five minutes later, in the distance is what appears to be mountains. Um, 29 minutes, 29 minutes elapsed flight time from the first sighting of the mountains. It is no illusion. They are mountains and consisting of a small range that I have never seen before. Altitude changed to 2,950 feet, encountering strong turbulence again. Uh, then they're crossing a small mountain range and still proceeding northwards as best as can be ascertained. Beyond the mountain range is what appears to be a valley with a small river or stream running through the center portion. There should be no green valley below. Something is definitely wrong and abnormal here. We should be over ice and snow. To, to the port side are great forests growing on the mountain slopes. Our navigation instruments are still spinning. The gyroscope is oscillating back and forth. Wow. Five minutes later. <laughs> Five minutes later. Uh, I alter al- altitude to 1,400 feet and execute a sharp left turn to better examine the valley below. It is green with either moss or a type of tight-knit grass. The light here seems different. I cannot see the sun anymore. We make another left turn. We spot what seems to be a large animal of some kind below us. It appears to be an elephant. No. It looks more like a mammoth. This is incredible, yet there there it is. Decrease altitude to 1,000 feet and take binoc- binoculars mm-hmm. to better examine the animal. It is confirmed it is definitely a mammoth-like animal. Report this to base camp. Half hour, well, 25 minutes later, encountering more rolling green hills now, the external temperature indicator reads 74 degrees Fahrenheit. Continuing on our heading now, navigation instruments seem normal. I am puzzled over the, their actions. Attempt to contact base camp. Radio is not functioning. About an hour later, uh, countryside below is more level and normal, if I may use that word. Ahead we spot what seems to be a city. This is impossible. Aircraft seems light and oddly buoyant. The controls refuse to respond. My God, off our port and starboard wings are a strange type of aircraft. They are closing rapidly alongside. They are disc-shaped and have a radiant quality to them. They are close enough now to see the markings on them. It is a type of swastika. Wow. Huh. This is fantastic. Where are we? What has happened? I tug at the controls again. They will not respond. We are caught in an invisible vice grip of some type. About the tractor being in. Yeah. Five minutes later, our radio crackles and a voice comes through in English with what perhaps is a slight Nordic or Germanic accent. The message is, Welcome, Admiral, to our domain. We shall land you in exactly seven minutes. Relax, Admiral. You are in good hands. I note the engines of our plane have stopped running. The aircraft is under some strange control and is now turning itself. The controls are useless. 
Five minutes later, another radio message received. We begin to land the landing process now, and in moments the plane shudders slightly and begins a descent as though caught in some great unseen elevator. The downward motion is negligible, and we touch down with only a slight jolt. Five minutes after that, I am making a hasty last entry in the flight log. Several men are approaching on foot toward our aircraft. They are tall with blonde hair, and the distance is a large shimmering city pulsating with rainbow hues of color. I do not know what is going to happen now, but I see no signs of weapon on those approaching. I hear now a voice ordering me by name to open the cargo door. I comply. Hold on a second. Do you remember when we were talking about the different races, the Nordics? Mm Mm-hmm. Weren't they tall with blonde hair? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe these guys. Yeah. I think so. I mean... uh, Makes sense. And then, going back to the whole giant thing, didn't they say, well, there's a lot of them that are like, were redhead types, which... I remember that. I just remember them blondes. I just remember the blondes. Redheads, well, Nordic... Nordics, they're they're the blondes, but there's a lot of those giants were were redheads. Like I, I remember, we were, we did we talked about this in that one episode. And I can't remember it, damn it. In that one article that I read, that I pulled up, it was uh, there was like red, it was a like red hair color. Oh, okay. Which red into blonde is not, you know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Aren't you considered a blonde, but you have a fucking red yeah, beard? Yeah. Like, they're not... To me, they're... One and the same? Those kind of are its own breed. What, well, you you could be part of this race, Dave. It could be. Not even realize it. Like, many descendants away. I don't know. Uh, N-Log. So, from this point, I write the following events here from memory. Okay, so he stopped at that point, left his his journal in the, in yeah, the ship. Yeah, and this is all what he remembers. We'll go... Uh, We'll read a little bit of it. Yeah. It defies the imagination and would seem all but madness if it had not happened. The radio man and I are taken from the aircraft. We are received in a most cordial manner. We are then boarded on a small platform-like conveyance with no wheels. It moves us toward the glowing city with the great swiftness. As we approach, the city seems to be made of crystal material. Soon we arrive at a large building that is a type I have never seen before. It appears to be right out of the design board of Frank Lloyd Wright, or perhaps more correctly, out of a Buck Rogers setting. We are given some type of warm beverage, which tasted like nothing I've ever savored before. It is delicious. Um, let's see here. Skip down just a little bit. I mean, all these little details don't really matter. I kind of want to get to, like... Here, read, read what they say to them. Here. All right. So after a bunch of little nonsense, all this, they say, quote, we have let you enter here because you are of noble character and well-known on the surface world, Admiral. Surface world, I half gasp under my breath. Yes, the master replies with a smile. You are in the domain of the Ariane, the inner world of the earth. We shall not long delay your mission, and you will be safely escorted back to the service and for a distance beyond. But now, Admiral, I shall tell you why you have been summoned here. Our interest rightly begins just after your race exploded the first atomic bombs over Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan. It was at that alarming time we sent our flying machines, the Flugelrads, to your surface world to investigate what your race had done. That is, of course, past history now, my dear Admiral, but I must continue on. You see, we have never interfered before in your race's wars and barbarity, but now we must, for you have learned to tamper with a certain power that is not for man, namely that of atomic energy. Our emissaries have already delivered messages to the powers of your world, and yet they do not heed... Uh, yet they do not, 
now you have been chosen to be witness here that our world does exist. You see, our culture and science is many thousands of years beyond your race, Admiral. I interrupted. But what does this have to do with me, sir? The master's eyes seemed to penetrate deeply into my mind, and after studying me for a few moments, he replied, Your race has now reached the point of no return, for there are those among you who would destroy your very world rather than relinquish their powers as they know it. That's crazy. Now think about that in controlling still to this day how humans in general are controlled. Yeah. What if there's like these people that like I know this is a stretch, but this whole thing's a fucking stretch. So let's try and make a quick comparison. People that have been placed into power, the Clintons, the Bushes, these fucking families that seem to always be in power in some way, right. just here on, here in the United States. And then even more so, there's there's these connections to a higher power, a ruling elite, these whatever. These, what these people are just sent here, these are like minions of this inner species, whatever they are, that is actually like in charge. Like, Well, I, I don't, don't know. I don't think so, though. I Maybe think not. Because... They're saying right there that we've gone too far. We're gonna, you know, we'd rather destroy the world than than keep it and relinquish it and, and love it and shit like that. So I think they're. So why, don't, why haven't they come out then and shut our shit down and said it's not going to be like this? Oh, maybe maybe let's keep reading. I don't yeah, know. I don't know because I mean that's why he's saying you, we're choosing you because you're a noble person. You're of right sign, mountain, and body that you can say hey you know knock this shit off we need to you know love the earth or whatever go go tree hugger on it but that's the way i see it i see it as they're they don't interfere because they just let us do our thing we don't fuck with them they don't fuck with us but that makes sense you know what i mean and the powering elite the illuminata so illuminati so to speak they're the ones they're talking about they're the ones saying hey we're you know we're in control we want everything we're gonna kill everybody because we want it we're greedy as fuck you know what i mean all I right. think that's what they were talking about back so, then. So, I'll continue then. And maybe we get our answer. Yeah. I nodded and the master continued, In 1945 and afterward, we tried to contact your race, but our efforts were met with hostility. Our flugelrads were fired upon. Yes, even pursued with malice and animosity by your fighter planes. So now I say to you, my son, there is a great storm gathering in your world, a black fury that will not spend itself for man- many years. There will be no answer in your arms. There will be no safety in your science. It may rage on until every flower of your culture is trampled and all human things are leveled in vast chaos. Your recent war was only a prelude of what is yet to come for your race. We here see it more clearly with each hour. Do you say I am mistaken? No, I answered. It happened once before. The Dark Ages came, and they lasted for more than 500 years. Yes, my son, replied the Master. The Dark Ages that will come now for your race will cover the earth like a Paul, but I believe that some of your race will live through the storm. Beyond that, I cannot say. We see at a great distance a new world stirring from the ruins of your race, seeking its lost and legendary treasures, and they will be here, my son, safe in our keeping. When that time arrives, we shall come forward again to help revive your culture and your race. Perhaps by then you will have learned the futility of war and its strife. After After that time, certain of your culture and science will be returned for your race to begin anew. You, my son, are to return to the surface world with this message. 
With these closing words, our meeting seemed at an end. I stood for a moment as in a uh, dream, but yet I knew this was reality, and for some strange reason I bowed slightly, either out of respect or humility. I do not know which. Suddenly I was again aware of the two beautiful hosts who had brought me here were again at my side this way, Admiral Motion 1. I turned once more before leaving and looked back toward the master. A gentle smile was etched on his delicate and ancient face. Farewell, my son, he spoke. Then he gestured with a lovely, slender hand, a motion of peace, and our meeting was truly ended. Basically, take him back to... uh, uh, somewhere. Let's see here. Now he's basically returned to his plane. Um, let's see. And his his entry in the flight log continue at uh, two twenty hours. Uh, we are again over vast areas of ice and snow in approximately 27 minutes from base camp. We radioed them. They respond. We report all conditions normal. Base camp expresses relief at our reestablished contact. We land smoothly at base camp. I have a mission. That was at uh, 300 hours. End log entries, March 11, 1947. I have just attended a staff meeting at the Pentagon. I have stated fully my discovery and the message from the master. All is duly recorded. The president has been advised. I am now detained for several hours. Six hours, 39 minutes to be exact. I am interviewed intently by top security forces and a medical team. It was an ordeal. I am placed under strict control via the national security provisions of the United States of America. I am ordered to remain silent in regard to all that I have learned on the behalf of humanity. Incredible. I am reminded that I am a military man and I must obey orders. Final entry. December 30th, 1956. These last few years have elapsed since 1947 have not been kind. I now make my final entry in this singular diary. In closing, I must state that I have faithfully kept this matter secret as directed all these years. It has been completely against my values of moral right. Now I seem to sense the long night coming on and the secret will not die with me. But as all truth shall, it will triumph and so it shall. This can be the only hope for mankind. I have seen the truth, and it has quickened my spirit and has set me free. I have done my duty toward the monstrous military-industrial complex. Now the long night begins to approach, but there shall be no end. Just as the long night of the Arctic ends, the brilliant sunshine of truth shall come again, and those who are of darkness shall fall in in its light. For I have seen that land beyond the pole, that center of the great unknown. Admiral Richard E. Byrd, United States Navy, December 24, 1956. Then, I mean, the the website continues with tons more. We're getting there's a few more. Well, go back up one. Is that a real image? No. Oh, okay, no. This looks like it may be though. This here satellite picture of nine uh, from 1968, showing a for a gi- appears to be a giant fucking hole. In the center of the earth. E- either the top of the earth or the bottom, it's unclear. And that looks like a satellite picture. Yeah. It doesn't look faked. Um, see, there's there's another account. Of, I mean, if you went to that website, thenewearth.org, 
slash innerearth.html. You can read a whole bunch of these. Yeah, a bunch of different... There's one here, hollow earth vortexes. Uh, residents have the ability to split the ocean floor and create a vortex, as is shown in the Bermuda Triangle. There are seven different levels in these vortexes, and equipment and beings are brought in in place corresponding to those these different levels. Maybe there's something to that with all those planes that go missing in the fucking Bermuda mm-hmm. Triangle. Yeah, possibly. Maybe there's like a... Well, there's one at Lake Erie. Yeah. Uh, let's see. These doorways allow creatures from the interior to come out, and in such as the Sasquatch, Loch Ness, etc. Maybe that's where we get that that explanation, the mm-hmm. fucking Bigfoot. Maybe. How nobody ever fucking catches it. Because it can move in and out of different portals. People of the interior. People of the interior were very free with showing me around, very articulate in showing what you... Showing you what is exactly going on. They do not hold anything back. They always ask permission when working with nature. They ask the plants for permission before consuming them or cutting them down. They ask the Mother Earth before they build on it. They do so build with the lay of the land which best suits their environment, a practice similar to the American Indians, therefore seeking to preserve a harmonious state at all times. Wanting to be one with nature at all times, they are more spiritually advanced than surface dwellers and greatly respect Mother Earth. That Dude, that reminds me of Avatar. Yeah? How they're all in tune with the spirit of Earth. Mm-hmm. Huh. And they're giants. Yeah. But they're blue. And they're humanoid. Yeah. The only thing that's different is that in the Avatar, they're blue. Here, they're saying they're, like, fucking... Blonde dudes, yeah, just like us. Nordic. Yeah type people. The atmosphere is crystal clear. As a rule, there are at times clouds but nothing like rain clouds. The temperature is a constant 73 degrees, which is fucking perfect. That's awesome, dude. Let's move there. Well, the whole time I'm reading this, I'm thinking like how could you arrange to either, one, go fly over the North Pole? Like, can they really stop you? Like, if you got, like, if you had a fucking plane, yeah, they'll what, shoot what, you down. That's the thing. Are, are, would they? Yeah, they'd shoot you down. And same thing, South Pole. Like, what if you went to the southern tip of South America, and you got yourself a, a big enough plane that you that you know you could, if you went from South America directly over the South Pole. Which you would eventually land somewhere, probably on by Australia or something like I don't know. Whatever's on the other side, we need a globe once again, and you'd have enough gas to do that trip. That's a long ways from fucker from fucking like United States to try and shoot your ass down. Who's patrolling that shit, guaranteeing that you're not going to do that? There's probably bases down in the South Pole and the North Pole that are constantly monitoring it. Hmm. That's my guess, you know. And if you were to enter that airspace, like you're they'll done. come on, they'll come on and say you you turn back around, you're entering military uh, restricted air zone, turn around or we will fire upon you, and then you're getting greeted by fucking F-16s, dude. I, I bet you. So, like that's I'm trying to think. Like, how do you just go rogue from everything and make this fucking track, like? You don't you want to fucking go there? Dude, like, I fuck yeah, I want to go there. If it actually is real. Yeah, I want to go there, dude. Um, some shit on Air 51 yeah, here now. Interesting. Um, let me just quick read over this. 
Of all I saw at Area 51, 95% remains hidden from the public. Going into Area 51 is like going into another world where they are terribly afraid that other countries and other parties are going to get this information. Their thoughts being, if we admit that the Earth is hollow with a central intelligence in it, this is going to cause discord and fear. This fear process is generated by the private companies who seek to control and advance their own needs and personal agendas through Area 51. I left the Air Force due to the due to their domineering ways by those who sought to act like control freaks who were stagnate, stagnating my ability to think and act in a creative manner. In accepting their orders not to talk about such information, they take it for granted that one will automatically obey. And it goes on. Um, I was in the military for 13 and a half years, from basic to the Pentagon and then to Area 51. The genetic engineering that is taking place at Area 51 is with our younger generation, the milk carton children whose photos were commonly seen in the markets in the past were abducted and taken to Area 51. That's something I've never... That's not even a conspiracy I've ever heard of before. No, me neither. Level 16 of Area 51 is the genetic engineering level where they are using our children for experimentation (coughs) in longevity and powers of the mind. The major force behind this is what is termed as the secret government. There are civilizations of secret government which civilians. Are, oh, civilians, civilization. Yeah, civilians of secret government which are in control in several areas of Area 51. There is a network of tunnels underground that go all the way to Europe, South America, the several uh, the several continents. And there is an intermingling of this great network of tunnels throughout the globe of which many governments use. God bless you and be with you. Colonel Bill Fay Woodard. Hmm. Like, this is just this this website here is just dude is like a overabundance wealth of knowledge, and and it's it's multiple of different people. Basically, it's a, another piece to the story. It's not like all one person just wrote all this shit yeah. and just it's, some fucking fantasy story. There's several people that have written pe- bits and pieces of knowledge that they have. And you put it all together, and you've got a pretty fucking solid-ass description of this thing that seems so insane. Yeah, so far-fetched and shit, but... Like, there's one I'm scrolling through now. It's a fucking huge... It's the whole book, actually, The Smoky God. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, you, can, you don't even have to fucking buy it. It's all right there. Yeah. I'm trying to scroll down if there's, like, any... Oh, there's something new. Um, well, that's The yeah. Hollow Earth. That's a book I just bought. Yeah, messages from the hollow earth by Diane Robbins. Oh, that's a different one. There's a bunch. It seems like. What the fuck is that? What the fuck? I don't know if we want to broach that just yet. <laughs> on that's, this, yeah, that's like, we might have to do part two because it's that's a whole other aspect. I mean. For listeners, they're probably like, what the fuck? What did you see? What did you see? Well, go to that website and scroll down, like, probably three or four quarters, of, well, three quarters of the way down. Yeah. And it's like, there's some, there's an, another article here that's uh, by uh, something, someone named Mikos. Um, and there's another one, Adima. Yeah. This is the messages. Messages from the Hollow Earth, I bet. Yeah. Oh, there's a fucking Q&A here. Yeah. All right. So without... Obviously, we, we could fucking spend four hours probably on just this. Yeah. And we never even got we to flat, flat Earth. We even Earth, yeah. 
do we we have like maybe five minutes, ten minutes tops here? Just real quick, a, a little bit on the flat Earth. So, same kind of concept minus the inner part. We're talking like a picture of pancake. Mm-hmm. And the pancake, you see... Now, if you took the the globe map... You just flattened it out. So, yeah, if you took a globe and you could, like, cut it however, and then you'd lay it flat. And that was the, your pancake. Antarctica, hypothetically, so take the top of the globe, that would be the center of your pancake. So the North Pole is the center of your pancake, and you'd go out and you'd see, you know... United States, South America, America, all these, Russia, all this shit, and it goes out. And then the outer part of the pancake, as if you wrapped that around on a globe, would be Antarctica down at the bottom. Except when it's flat, that's your wall. So if you can't ever get go to Antarctica, you can't fly over Antarctica, because beyond Antarctica, it's kind of you'd have to read the book by Eric Dubay it's called The Flat Earth Conspiracy uh, I heard an interview he did where he talks about this it's basically like a barren land that beyond that like it's unclear what's there like I think he kind of goes into it in the book he wouldn't go into it too much in the interview yeah because he wants to sell the book right but so picture that as your flat earth basically like it's not like you you go and then Everything just drops off into oblivion. It's you'd hit the, those that ice. Let's say you went from the United States, which you assume based on our globe Earth south, mm-hmm. but it's actually you're going outward. Right. And you'd you'd go, you'd eventually hit Antarctica or an iceberg or whatever. You went straight and you just kept going. You'd hit that, and then you'd get on land in snow or whatever, and you continued like. This is where you don't know, but like Antarctica w- is really a wall to our flat Earth. Mm-hmm. Anything beyond that, we don't know. Now, a lot of people are probably saying, "How the fuck do you explain the moon, and the sun, and all this shit?" Well, there's that video I was showing you on YouTube, that four-hour video. Did I show you at all? I think so. I, I, I think I might have like showed you a little bit, like maybe two minutes out, where. It has the, like, well, how do you get, like, night and day, then, if the Earth's flat? And, like, there's the sun object that kind of rotates. It's really fucking hard to explain. And this video does it. If you go to YouTube and type in flat Earth, whatever, there's a four-hour fucking video. video of it. Plus, if you get this guy's book. So, basically, we basically did a kind of a quick study on inner Earth. We could do a separate one on the flat earth. Maybe we'll actually get the books and shit like that. Watch the video, take notes, and come back with yeah. that. There's obviously we're going to do more on the, the inner earth because we, we did a highlight. It's all we did. We yeah. just kind of glanced at it. Yeah. There's way more to it. There's way more to like all of this. I think in order to delve you know, I'm not saying I'm 100% buying into either one, but... It's fascinating just to, like, wonder. What if, yeah. Because, and just to argue our whole round earth, ball earth that you see pictures of, there's 
people that we regard as very knowledgeable, very correct in the shit they say when it comes to science. Someone like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Everybody respects him as a scientist and astronomer type whatever. He says, and if you take his, obviously he's going with, our Earth is going through space, yeah, yeah. He says the Earth isn't a round ball. It's pear-shaped. You know what a fucking pear looks like? Yeah. It's not a round ball. It's pear-shaped. So, if it's pear-shaped, why is it every picture we see of the Earth a round ball? Mm-hmm. That's a fucking lie. So everything you get from NASA is bullshit at that point. Yeah. So, if NASA's complete bullshit, you have Neil deGrasse Tyson who is basically up NASA's ass. He's telling you the Earth's not fucking round. Well, then how do you explain the goddamn pictures? Mm-hmm. Well, then they have to admit that they're faked. And they have admitted that most every picture that they have, they have to touch up. They call it touching up. We call it photoshopping or mm-hmm. faking. Faking, yeah. So, let's say NASA's complete bullshit. Neil deGrasse Tyson's an operative selling a story, but but giving you little hints or whatever. Maybe he's like, you know what I mean, like the whole pear shape thing. What right. if that's complete bullshit? Why would he say all that? Why do we respect his opinion, but yet also believe NASA with the round Earth? But we have this guy over here telling you pear shaped. Is it really so hard to believe that maybe it's flat or maybe there's an inner Earth? No. Is it? You know what I mean? Like, so everybody, everybody that's listening, it's like, oh, you guys are fucking nuts. Like, this is wacky. Then why don't you explain how the most respected fucking guy, Neil deGrasse Tyson, is telling you the Earth's a pair. And if you don't think that's true, just Google it. You can find audio of him telling you mm-hmm. and several different things that it's a pear shape. Yet you have NASA putting out fucking round satellite images. Right, right. That if you believe Neil deGrasse Tyson, all these images are bullshit. Right there, I'm already starting to question. Mm-hmm. So I have to look at another option. Now, yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson will also tell you the flat Earth is complete fucking bullshit, and they'll probably tell you the inner Earth complete fucking bullshit. Maybe he's never commented on the inner Earth, so maybe it makes it that much more valid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He will say the flat Earth is complete nonsense. But, why is he telling you that the fucking Earth is uh, pear-shaped when NASA's putting out fucking all these other so images that yeah. aren't true? So what's NASA hiding, then? Mm-hmm. Huh. And why don't we ever see images of the North Pole or the South Pole? Antarctica. Why don't we see them? Yeah, I've never thought about it until we started talking about it. I'm telling you, there's something to all this. Yeah, no, I agree. It's very odd. It's very interesting. But that's why this is called Think Tank. Mm -hmm. Open your mind. I mean, as crazy as this shit sounds, what if it's true? What if it's all legit? What if? It's fucking crazy. It is. Well, 
Do you think we're crazy? Well, a lot of mixed answers there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we're crazy because I think all we're doing is presenting theories that are out there. What's to say we're wrong? What's to say we're right? What's to say what you've been taught your entire life is right? Nobody can really prove anything other than we exist on this thing we call Earth, be it flat, round, concave, I mean, who knows? I don't think anybody can really prove that uh, NASA's pictures are valid. I don't think we can prove that Neil deGrasse Tyson's saying that the Earth is pear-shaped is true, because we've never seen the picture of the Earth as a pear-shaped. Even though we believe everything that he says. We believe everything NASA says, but yet we also believe what Neil deGrasse Tyson says is true. So, But they also contradict each other. And NASA comes out saying that all their photos have to be kind of stitched and touched and you know all this shit together and you can't tell me the hubble telescope pictures that are taking you know it's so goddamn far away and all these like crazy colors and all that nasa admits that they have to enhance these pictures well enhance could just be another word for photoshop i mean i don't know the point is we can't prove it we can't prove any of this stuff uh, th there's there's a lot of question if we could get out of the solar system, uh, out of our immediate, like, not solar system, but our, our immediate, you know, uh, radiation belt or whatever it's called that surrounds the Earth. Like, and that's assuming it's, it is exactly what we've been told, that we're on a giant rock plummeting through space. Like, who knows? We don't know any of anything, but at the very least, walk away from this episode pondering the inner earth, pondering the flat earth. I know it's not what anybody's ever been taught in school, and they're not going to teach it, because it's complete bullshit, but what's to say that what you have been taught isn't complete bullshit? You don't know. If you really think about all of it, everything you've been taught, hell, even the shit we talked about today. It's all bullshit, really, because we don't know, we can't prove anything. So why not Why not even contemplate that anything is possible? That's really what this is all about. I want you to open your mind and think about things. Because you've been lied to. Even if the Earth is actually round... There's a whole lot of other shit that you've been lied to about in, in history. So, I don't know. We present these things. They're, they're entertaining to discuss and ponder and think about. And hopefully you got as much entertainment out of it as uh, Dave and I did. We're, we're going to dig deeper into Flat Earth. We're going to dig deeper into uh, the Inner Earth. Um, yeah, man, we're, we're excited about these things. Regardless of if they're true or not. They're, they're so fascinating to think about and discuss. So, um, hopefully you were entertained. If so, we did our job. If you have any theories of your own, maybe you've got a whole other theory that 
the earth is a banana shaped or something. I don't know. Or if you think both of these flat earth and inner earth are complete nonsense. Or whatever. Whatever the case may be. Whatever you think. Or if you're like, whoa, these guys kind of blew my mind and I'm going to look into this. And you go look into it and you discover more information. Let me know. I, 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 I beg you guys to like email and, uh, and, and give me information. Uh, send me links, send me, uh, whatever, like on different topics you guys want to hear about. Because we'll look into anything. And in, in all honesty, we will look into anything. You send us an email, um, an article, just a topic in general. Something you, you heard, uh, from a friend of a friend of a friend. I mean, whatever. We'll look into it. So, uh, you can do that. Thinktankpod at gmail.com. Very simple. It's the name of the podcast, minus the cast, and then at gmail.com. Thinktankpod at gmail.com. Also, if you're on Twitter, at the thinktankpod. Very simple as well. Uh, once again, thearyman.com. Click the sponsor tab, Amazon banner. You know what to do. It's not brain surgery. Phoenixbeardoils.com. Once you've uh, read it all and decided to buy something, enter the promo code D2R, 10% off your entire order, free sample. Yeah. So, I'm exhausted. These uh, these topics are, uh, are wild and crazy. And uh, I have to basically uh, start fresh looking into uh, Flat Earth and Inner Earth. Reading these books and watching these uh, videos and, and documentaries. Not, not necessarily documentaries, but like... Well, I guess they would be documentaries kind of explaining the uh, these other theories that the Earth is flat or the Earth has got an inner ecosystem that giants live in, you know. Whatever. i got to go do a bunch more research so I can bring you guys more content next week. I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about next week. I don't know if it'll tie in. I don't know if it'll continue with flat Earth or more inner Earth. I don't know. Nothing's recorded yet. All I know is we're going to be doing a bunch of research on a bunch of different stuff. And uh, I can tell you one thing. Next week, it'll be entertaining. It'll be free. And uh, we'll see you then.
never, never bad A reason to pretend And if the wind is right You can find the joy Of innocence again Oh, the candles can do miracles Just you wait and see Listening to the D2R Podcast Network, brought to you by Dream to Reality Entertainment. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the D2R Podcast Network on iTunes. Give us a rating and leave us a comment. We'd really appreciate it. Your word of mouth is our only advertising, so please do us a solid. Share us with everyone you know. Thanks for listening. Right, you can sail away, find serenity. Oh.